0: All right, good afternoon, everyone. It is Miss Goldie, and we are back again with another podcast today. Really excited. I have Ms. Marlowe with me, chilling, smoking a joint, enjoying life. So today we're going to go ahead and start talking a little bit about cannabis And we're going to talk about how cannabis has impacted our lives Some of the things that it's done for us And um, how it could potentially benefit you So I'm going to pass it over to Miss Marlowe And she's going to tell you a little bit about her experience with cannabis In the industry and growing up for her in California
1: Hi, I started smoking pot when I was about 13 years old And it was totally illegal And I never thought I'd see the day that it would be bought in a store, or even be my medicine. I thought I would just smoke pot, always sneaking, and maybe get caught. Now, it's a whole different ballgame. Now they want to give me opiates and heroin, basically heroin, and I want to take THC instead. And it's a really tough transition. But (coughs) what I wanted to really talk about in this podcast today is not only that issue, but the issue of education on it. Because me, I was brought up knowing Pod all my life. And now my daughter, who's who's 29 years old, is talking in terms that people don't even understand. I'm 28. I'm 28. Oh, excuse me, 28 years old. She's <laughs> going to be 29 years old. Anyway. So, anyway. So, what I'm thinking, though, is that when we do these podcasts and educate people about our THC use for medical purposes... We want to educate them about the pesticides and about the, the the quality of their THC and about the quality of the growing it, whether it's organic or not, and whether or not they're using pe- pesticides and having it tested. And also the quality of it, whether or not how many milligrams they're taking and what they can handle and what they can't handle. is suitable for them. What is right for their bodies personally, because it's all personalized. Everything about it. But... It's also very complex and scientific. And My daughter has learned so much lately in the last two years, or I'd say three years, more medically about it that she's explaining it now in, a, in terms that we don't understand always. So I've got to slow her down and catch you up to her. But what she does have is a lot of good information and a lot of practical experience with her mom, me, going through it. We went through two and a half years of opiate withdrawal which was pure hell. Pure hell. I almost died several times. Many ambulance trips. Never took opiates. Was begged by the hospital and ambulance technicians to give me opiates and I begged them not to. And we got through it with THC. And we didn't use just pot where we smoked it. And we didn't just use just just regular old brownies or something like that we went in and we went and learned the scientific methods to distract thc extract our extract thc my daughter knows the terms a lot better than i do see but she but i gotta slow her down because we all need to understand better and especially my age community my i come from the 1959 era the 60s so i'm a baby boomer And you know how many of those there are? (laughs) Lots of us. (laughs) And us baby boomers are in high demand of this THC method because we are sick and tired of being given heroin and then being called heroin addicts and given methadone and being called dope fiends because we are not dope fiends. What we are is people that are getting elderly, living longer, The life expectancy of a human being today is 75 to 100 years old. It used to be 45 to 60. So we're living longer. We need your help. We need everyone to gather together like a village. And we need to all combine our efforts to push forward the healthy way of living. So we have quality of elderly life. And our babies that have epilepsy. Our children. That need help don't need forty two medications and turn them into zombies. What we need to do is give them THC and CBD, so right. they their side effects are happy, sleepy, and hungry. Right, a vital needs in
0: life. Right. Tuck some more Samantha, Tell us some more. You've learned. Yeah. So I was just going to interject um, a little bit right now. So going back, um, let's let's tell the audience how many prescriptions were you on when we started this journey. 17 my dear so you're on 17 prescription medications including very strong
1: xanax opiates ambien you name it somas not just your blood pressure meds not just your ulcer meds we're talking about strong
0: zombifying medications narcotics we're talking about narcotics and and opiate specifics and benzoids and benzo okay so with that being said my mother was on 17 medications um due to other health concerns and uh, a few things that had occurred in her older age uh, where she had fallen and and hurt herself. When she was put on a medication um, by the doctors, it was for temporary relief. Um, This was a... I believe a narco or a volume at the time and she was taking Percocet Percocet okay we were on Percocet and this was a couple years ago so excuse me with my memory because you know I do smoke a lot of weed <laughs> however so we were on um, a, a very heavy narcotic and we were on that narcotic just to get her through the pain through her pain threshold um, so she could heal and her body can recover so after about a month of her using this medication, um, her body was so worn down and actually could not function or operate without the um, opi- with the without the opiates or the narcotic. And whether that was Percocet or whether that was Valium or whether that was Narco, narco, narco. Um, at the end of the day, it was a a narcotic and, and a necessity for her health and well-being. So. She was on um, these prescription drugs for about six months. Uh, Six months came through and her behaviors were changing drastically. I was slowly watching my mother die. Um, I then brought it to her and my father's attention that it was time for us to begin to wean off of the pain medication and uh, slowly get back to a healthy way of life when we addressed these issues through the doctor um, that was prescribing her the medication and we were on board as a family to get through this, um, her doctor was not receptive to taking her off of the opiates. He had stated very clearly that she was a, um, a patient of chronic pain and her levels of pain would not withstand without some kind of Narcotic, opiate or chemical um, to interact with the different molecular structure in her body to trick her body into thinking that she did not have that pain anymore. So pretty much he was telling me that she had to remain on opiates in order to maintain the quality of life that I was getting, which was out of a one to 10, maybe a seven to going towards a five. I had a herniated disc. So... With this chronic pain, she had a herniated disc, three broken ribs, three broken ribs, and arthritis in her hips, and a broken foot, and uh, a broken foot. So I'm falling downstairs, she had fallen down the stairs, and the um, the injuries were were pretty severe. So with all this being said, we were her body was healing; however, her mind was beginning to drift away. We addressed the issue with her doctor her, her current physician who was prescribing all of this medication and he stated that she, he would not allow her to come off of any medication uh especially her opiates and that it would be detrimental to her health and if we needed to go to pain management we were going to be sent to a methadone clinic so specialized pain management is methadone clinics heroin and I'm sure that you guys know a little bit about what methadone is and if not it is within the opiate family and it is a uh, replacement, for, replacement heroin. for heroin so that was not an option for us mind you I'm 28 years old and I have a five-year-old son I'm a single mother and I'm trying to figure out how to not only live my life but now provide a better quality of life for my mother and my parents um, opiates was or, I'm sorry heroin methadone was not an option for us and especially opiates was slowly taking my mother away from me um so then i began to do some research and we fired our doctor so (laughs) as all the information started to pile in um i learned about a very special extracted version of cannabis which is called rick simpson oil
1: RSO.
0: RSO other known as other known as RSO Rick Simpson oil is an extracted version of cannabis um, used with alcohol and heat um, and it's very simple you can actually learn about it all throughout YouTube and all online and I found where I could purchase some Rick Simpson oil here in the Bay Area in Oakland, California so I ended up going over to a really good friend of mine, Taryn, and he sent me to Harborside. Harborside carried a RSO, which they actually do not carry anymore. Um, and they only had a limited supply of it. It came in three gram syringes of this RSO that could, that was approximately 200, 2,500 milligrams of THC. And What I was going to do with that was put that in small, very small doses of RSO and then replace it with or with her opiates. So. We got the RSO, we went to Harborside, we got, to, we got the RSO, we came home, and we had all these different methods on how to try this RSO. Some people told me to put it in chocolate chips and freeze it. That doesn't work, by the way, don't try that. Other people told me to just squeeze it in her mouth and measure it by uh, the syringe. That only worked for... A certain amount of time and emergency situations because she was not getting a consistent dose every time. So it was very difficult for us to take her off of the opiates because she could die in addition to putting her on this new dose of high THC. And my mom she had smoked weed before and you know she kind of came from the hippie area era where it was like yes yeah, smoke weed peace love and I'm sure you know she's done a few things as far as acid and all that kind of stuff goes however this is a new different completely isolated type of extraction method where the THC content is so high that her body I I wasn't sure how her body could react. And I've never heard of anybody overdosing from THC. However, um, I wanted to be very, very careful. So we started off very slow. I gave her the size of a rice grain um, amount, dosage of RSO. And within that first day, I noticed some changes in her behavior. She was still on her opiates and we were getting the THC in her system. So she was still taking her full dose of opiates, and we were also including the THC at a rice grain size, which is actually about a 0.1 on a scale.
1: About 5 milligrams probably,
0: huh? Mm, no, we're going to say probably closer to, depending on what the THC content is in the full syringe, but I'm going to say it was closer to about 100. About okay. 100 milligrams, no, 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 I'm sorry, about 80 about 80 milligrams for your first time was taking about 80 milligrams. Um, so then we go in and we give her 80 milligrams of THC. I could immediately notice a difference. Then we figured we needed to change physicians immediately. So we went, we did some research. We found one that would be close close to our, her residence and um, that sounded like he would be uh, a good fit for her. So we went in and he told him our situation immediately and he was on board as, as quickly as, as I had an anticipated and hoped for. Um, a complete opposite, a day and night experience from the last physician that was monitoring my mother and her health um, prior to this. So he was on board for withdrawing all of her opiate medication slowly as he monitored her, In addition to increasing her THC um, and slowly replacing the opiates with THC therapy alone. Um, This was a very long and involved journey. I'm going to tell you it is it is not easy and it is completely worth it. However, we had a very, very difficult time. So to kind of sum it up, we took. 20, uh, I'm sorry, 0.25 milligrams off of each of her opiates over a period of a year and a half to get her off of the opiates. How many opiates exactly were you on? I believe seven, uh, eight a day, eight a day. She was on eight a day, eight opiates a day, a, two a day. And we took her down over the course of a year and a half at, with the doctors monitoring her at 0.2 milligrams of opiates being taken away and a hundred milligrams being given of THC each each day so as you can imagine this was extremely stressful and expensive for somebody or anybody to maintain Um, so I had to find a way that I could get her medicine and find a way to make her medicine here at home or at a very close vicinity to where I had control of the quality of medication of cannabis that was going into her medication and the also the dosage of the, the quality of it, not only from the chemicals, the mold and the pesticides, but from the quality of the dosing. So I needed her to have a consistent amount of THC every day. And how was I going to accomplish that? It was a, a very A very big challenge and I still continue to do it till this day. We're on the journey. So this has been part of our journey.
1: And you know what? It's an amazing journey. It saved my life.
0: So we ended up taking her off of all eight opiates and now she is only on THC therapy over this course of two years. The only medication, prescription medication that she takes today is for her ulcer, for her blood pressure medication, and for um muscle. a few muscle muscle tension release that are non opiates um for for her uh for her relief.
1: I've got enough of xanax, I've got enough of ambien, I've got enough of soma, I've got enough of all the opiates. So all the dangerous drugs.
0: So we're here to tell you that
1: they're it, dangerous.
0: That know that it it can happen, that you can do it too, and that... We know we are opiate survivors, and we're continuing to still go through and learn how to figure out the best route for her, well, her well-being and her you know, health.
1: Also, during this journey of not taking opiates, now that I've been off of opiates for this two years, it's been two years February, okay? So, we're, it's brand new, but during this last year, I actually fell and broke my wrist, so I wouldn't land on my herniated disc and I went through a broken arm which was very painful with taking extra THC than I was taking at normal and no opiates the whole time every doctor, all the emergency room staff all the paramedics were all shocked (laughs) they told me they could not believe it no one does it and I did it And a lot of people in the cannabis industry told my daughter, I couldn't do it. I wouldn't be strong enough. It was too tough a battle. Don't believe them. You can do it. You are strong. You are made on this earth to be strong. And let me tell you, you are made on this earth to enjoy your life. And joy is in being healthy and feeling good. And marijuana, THC, and CBD are the answers to getting you off of all that garbage they give you.
0: So this, this is also my podcast is 150% and prov we say what we feel when we want, how we want. Wherever we want, and, and try to stay positive. And I'm, I'm sure that I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna re-listen to this podcast. I'm gonna want to do another one that actually explains and breaks it all down into detail for you guys, so you guys can actually understand how we did it step by step. Um, but going over it just right now with her again, it, it's kind of like reliving the situation. So it's reopening wounds, and Higher then and, and and then also healing them as we're discussing them and talking about them. So sorry if I wasn't making 150 percent sense to you guys but i will come back and do a follow-up episode and explain more detail exactly how we did it um and and, i'm
1: living proof
0: and um (laughs) how we have made it off of all opiates and used thc therapy um to save my mother's life and how actually my mother's life depends on cannabis every single day
1: that's what cannabis means to us
0: So that's what cannabis means to us. And I will do some follow-up episodes with you guys soon. But thanks for tuning in. And we love you. One love. One love.